This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Well, good morning and welcome to episode 22. We're, we're back home, Josh. We are back home. Back home in the studio recording. snowy outside. It is snowy it's... outside. It's all right though, right? You know, the weird thing yesterday and today I've noticed... It was snowing all day yesterday, but nothing really nothing stuck. Nothing stuck. Yeah. It was just like floating around. It's been a weird winter. Yeah. Really, like we've had a couple of snowfalls, but right. not anything worth writing home about. Mm-hmm. I mean, which, why would you write home anyways? Because you live there. Right. Why would you like, that'd be like sending yourself a letter. <laughs> why? Who does that? <laughs> who does? I wonder what the origins of that are. It's like definitely that. a child that's left home who's who's in a new place that isn't quite home yet and they're writing back to what 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 home used to be all right somebody out there who has a couple of extra minutes on your uh on your day <laughs> ask lady google yeah just figure out for us what's the origins of that not it's worth writing home about or not worth writing home about yeah there's and maybe maybe nobody actually says that maybe maybe i made that up no, you didn't. I didn't, I didn't no, I didn't no, think you that definitely did, didn't. I've heard it somewhere. No, they so. didn't. Unlike, well, no, we won't go there. We're going to make <laughs> yeah, fun of guys, a certain pastor. Yeah, you guys could ask. Uh, you could ask every pastor um, if they've come up with any, you know, really good sayings, and you will come across one of them who will tell you he has. Yes, that he's just joshing you. Yes. It's Kinsey. <laughs> Kinsey really believes that he came up with the word, the phrase. The phrase I'm just, just joshing you. you. We're like, no way. He was riding bro. on the bus with Josh Billetong or Google, <laughs> I don't know, something, some guy named Josh. Yeah. And when they were kids, and he said that phrase. And, and he, and he yeah. says, he says he made that up. Although we've, like, we've looked this up and, and it's been around since like the 1800s <laughs> or something like that. I think subconsciously so, he heard it and then he repeated it and he thought, which know. is like a, that is a, it's a Kinsey ism. a Kinsey ism. Ism. Is, yes. is doing that. Yeah. So, we love, we love him. him. We, love- <laughs> <laughs> we do, truly. We really do. Had a great time on so, uh, this conference trip. That's, as you guys know, last week we were uh, in Florida at the Exponential Conference. Good stuff, man. It was really good stuff. I was particularly man-crushing because I got to be <laughs> in a room with like a couple hundred other people uh, with John Mark Comer. And listen to him talk about uh, spiritual formation, unintentional spiritual formation, and then intentional uh, spiritual formation, which I didn't get that talk, that second talk, but I got the first one. And it was it was it was a great conference. Which his his main session. So John Mark Comer again. He's written mm-hmm. books such as The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, mm-hmm. Live No Lies, mm-hmm. Garden City. Yes, uh, God has a name. Like read he's, them all. He's written. We've referenced him uh, yeah. multiple times. Yeah. Uh, but he also did one of the main sessions. He did. And he talked about story, mm-hmm. which was uh, a really cool, uh, a really cool session as well. Yeah, I you know those two sessions, Christine Kane and then uh, John Mark's session. I'm gonna ask you later what our right now media password stuff is because i want to watch that actually with my wife with lisa oh because i was really challenged i mean one of the main things that they talked about in those two sessions kind of together was the idea of making a meal type or table based context for Mm -hmm. evangelism Mm -hmm. so um and and i'll just ask you viewers listeners when's the last time you had an unbeliever besides family at your dinner table.
It's good. We all hear the crickets, right? <laughs> Not very often, right? Most of the time we have our other friends over for dinner or, or whatever, our family members over for dinner. But they they spoke of this context where breaking bread, having a meal together with other people would basically uh, allow you perhaps a space to talk about Jesus in a more real way rather than, you know, and there's nothing wrong with door-to-door evangelism. Don't don't hear me when I say that. But rather than that sort of practice of you're going to hell, here's why, here's why Jesus is, is real. Um, so it was yeah, good. It was good. What was yeah. your favorite I mean, takeaway? Well, I really liked that because that was actually, that whole idea of the table, that was in some ways a confirmation to an idea that I was bouncing around in my brain mm-hmm. already. And I had, I had like half pitched it to my wife. Ooh. But like, hey, what would it look like if... And then they're talking about that. I'm like, oh my goodness. Confirmation. Like, this is so good. Um, so I liked that. I really liked, and I'm going to, I'm totally drawing a blank on his last name. Well, of course, he had the, he had the best name there. Josh Holwert. Mm, Holwert. Yeah, something. Pastor from, from Texas. Yes. Like, he, yeah. he talked about. Uh, just some of the differences within church. He had like a really cool Venn diagram. I mean, it was like, well, the Venn diagram to, was business. I have to go back through my notes. Yeah. Cause I was like, this is so good. But he yeah. was, yeah, he was good. A lot, lot of good stuff. Yeah. There, there wasn't a, there wasn't a bad speaker in the mix. No, no. Every so. single person uh, really brought it. Derwin Gray uh, uh, did a fantastic job. Uh, Dave Ferguson in between the, the, you know, listeners, viewers, if you get a chance and you're ever able to go down to Exponential, it's always the first week in March, we would wholeheartedly tell you to do so. It's a really great conference. The idea of Exponential is church multiplication. Mm-hmm. That's the heart behind it. But this year, the th- thematic focus was on returning to discipleship, which is amazing as our church has been considering the spiritual disciplines and practices as a return to discipleship. Yeah. Um, yeah. So every year they have a different, different theme. Last mm-hmm. year, the theme was Holy spirit, which mm-hmm. was awesome because that was, was right in line with a lot of the stuff that we were talking it about was. at radiant life. It was uh, this year. It was discipleship yeah. with a, a heavy focus on evangelism mm-hmm. and how kind of the church, they had some stats there that were kind of scary. They were scary. I think what was it? And I'm, I'm was it like, I'm probably have it on my notes. I should have brought that notebook with me today. Yes. But something like 50%, 57% of Christians believe that it's wrong, wrong. To, to share their faith with somebody else. Mm-hmm. But those like, same people still believe that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven if, if, I, if my memory is serving me. And I'm like, wh- right. what? Right. So there's a disconnect. <laughs> there's a disconnect yeah. between... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So don't be don't be part of that fifty seven percent. No, no. Share your faith with others. So, but Josh, we kind of jumped ahead. We did. We're drinking. We're some all over the place. Today. Coffee. Last week we had uh, for week number two Ethiopian Sakura. Guess what, guys? We have Ethiopian Sakura again this week. But my good friend and one of our worship leaders at Radiant Life, Caleb Northrup, bought me as a gift some Ethiopian Worka Sakura from 49th Parallel. This is a coffee roaster in Canada. 
Um, let's see. What do you have? Any tasting notes? This is a light gonna... espresso roast. So I need to take this home and pull some shots. This is from the Gedeb Gedeo region. It's a local heirloom variety. Gedeb Daniel Mehan. Daniel Mehan is the uh, roaster, and it is a washed variety. Um, what do you have? Any tasting notes? I mean, it does. It tastes different. There's like a mm -hmm. like this tastes different than the other Sakura that we had. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I tell you the main one, you will immediately agree with it. I know that you will. I'll I'll give you a hint. Of course, it's a fruit, mm -hmm. and it's a stone fruit. We'll go with that. Let's see if we can get. I mean, is it like a peach? Close. Kind of it's close. Apricot. Oh! I was gonna say that, but then I couldn't. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that. I don't know if that's a stone it fruit tastes or like, not. Think of a dried apricot. You know, your my yeah. mom used to give us dried apricots. I as love dried apricots. They're good. Yeah, they're good. It tastes like apricot. I definitely taste that. The next one, and this is again a favorite of yours, Josh, or a variety oolong tea. This is actually this is one of the clearest notes I think I've had because you do because I, I love dried fruit. Apricots there. And apricots Absolutely. have a distinct flavor. And orange marmalade. Huh. Those are our three tasting notes. Apricot, oolong tea, and orange marmalade. Which I like orange marmalade too. Caleb uh, watches, I think, or listens to the podcast. Thank you, Caleb, once again. Good stuff. I man. have coffee. Bro, my freezer is full of coffee. Uh, Rod Chup gave yeah, we me. We say we still have to try some of that. I froze from, all of that because from his buddy, I think Chris. Chris, Chris is his is name the guy's from name. Three Rivers, maybe. Uh, the varieties and the smell coming out of the carb was really good. Oh, coffee. so I did because it has a little vent, and I did yes. like a little, yes. little snippety sniff, yes, of each one, and there was some. It it smelled like wonderful coffee, and this is a local guy, so I'm pretty stoked about that. So an, an organization called Poemim Poemim ministries poemin ministries they do uh like pastoral transitions in the calvary chapel movement one of their board members trip kimball og calvary chapel guy he's been a calvary chapel guy for oh, 40 some years his son is a roaster in jacksonville florida he just sent me a couple bags of coffee um so and i've got a bunch of coffee still from perla from my friend zach in in miami um i've got some onyx from matchhead oh um, just a lot of coffee. So I actually canceled my subscription to Ruby for a little bit. Wow. Because I just, I've got so much coffee. You got so much coffee just, you gotta get Yeah, I, I feel well, like, a, and like some a coffee of it, baron. Some of it, depending on when we get to our coffee party, you know, let's, let's we could check break out a our bunch of that out. We could break out now, a bunch of that. There's something sad you're about to see. Go ahead. I, I don't want to see it's something gonna sad. It's going to be sad, Josh. So viewers, listeners, we had 728 subscribers last, last month. Oh, dude, I don't have any week. service. Uh, I can't. Yeah. I'm I can have to grab be here. Okay. Uh, we got to get you connected to the, to the I thought I was. Man. I usually am when I come in here. That's yeah. weird. Okay. Let's go. Okay. So Radiant Life Church, when we go, let's see. Um, okay. Okay. So something happened. So it's not sad. No, it was, bro. Yesterday I looked and we had 726 subscribers. We, we had people leave. They they <laughs> left after the I, maybe it was because of the Orlando uh, episode was just not up to par. I don't know. But today we have 732 subscribers. All right. So hopefully those 
couple of people came back and brought some friends. Brought some friends. So we are 18 people away, 18 subscribers to the Radiant Life Church YouTube channel, which includes our messages as well. Don't forget yes. that. Yeah, don't don't just listen to the podcast. Now yes. maybe you come to the you come in person. Right, and you check yeah. out the messages in person. Awesome. Yeah, and so you primarily look at uh, radio reflections when you're on YouTube. But yeah, but yeah, but otherwise you can share our messages as well. Yeah, share the messages, uh, tell your friends, subscribe, uh, do all those great things because we. I want to do this coffee thing. I do man. too, especially you if know? you've got a freezer full of coffee. I have a. I have so much coffee. And right. And if we if we over the next few weeks we try some of that stuff we got from Rod mm -hmm. and Tammy, right? Yes. Like so, then we'll have we'll probably have tried almost everything you've got in your freezer because we've tried your stuff from perla we've tried well i've got an ethiopian bombay from perla that we haven't okay, tried that we yet. haven't tried yet no okay so we should try those yes and if we can yes. we'll try those and kind of talk through yeah. those before the coffee party but i mean if we get 18 in the next week yeah hey we're going for it we're going for it that's right so rock and roll well yesterday's service yeah. We'll call it. Yeah, because it, um, it was different. Yeah, it was not really a message. I mean, praise the Lord, Ryan was back. Yeah. Ryan was back. It's good to have him back in the It was good. It was good to have him back. Um, Josh, what were some of your initial takeaways uh, with the worship service, both music and we'll say, uh, um, you know, Kinsey and Ryan just kind of tag team. What, what would you say? Yeah. So they just, they just kind of set up songs for those of you that were there. Those of you that have, have watched, obviously, you know, like it was a little bit different of a setup. Mm -hmm. um, I liked kind of, you know, Kinsey and we've talked a little bit on here about some of the agricultural uh, mm -hmm. you know, imagery mm -hmm. with, with spiritual practices and whatnot. But I like that Kinsey talked about the parable of the sower mm -hmm. and, and, and he made a really good statement, right? Because you, you see Jesus tell this parable of the sower he goes out and he sows seed all all over the place and it and it lands on all these different soils. But the the thing Kinsey said at the end is he's like, but but remember I said the seed is always good. Mm. Right? The seed is good. Right? Sometimes yeah. you've got different soils, but it's not that the seed is ever bad. Right. It's that the soil uh is in various stages of of mm -hmm. health. So I thought yeah. that was cool. And then he talks about John fifteen. Which I see you pulled up. I have. Yeah, I thought it, it might be good for us to even read this. And so uh, for those that weren't at the service yesterday or didn't listen, uh, watch us online, uh, this was coming into a song from the simple album from Bethel called Tend, which one of our worship leaders, Tiffany Hostetler, led. Did I say, is it Hochstetler or Hostetler? I think it's Hostetler. I don't know. Yeah. Tiffany or Cody, if you watch, it's you'll have to tell us. Is yeah. it Hostetler, like ha 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 Stetler, or Ho Stetler, like you're well, I was thinking in a garden Hostetler or Hock Stetler. Oh, I don't think. Oh, with like a K? like C H Hock Stetler. Is it Which spelled with a C H? Yes, there are some that are spelled with a C H. No, but theirs isn't, isn't it? Isn't it H -O? I think it's S T. I think you're right. I think it's S H O S T. But anyway, Tend is the song on the simple record from Bethel. You want to listen to that song. It's fantastic. But the entire idea of the song is, um, I mean, the chorus is tend the soil of my soul, be the gardener of my heart. So Kinsey set that up with John 15, which is this agrarian sort of text. Um, I'll, I'm just going to read that. And then we'll talk a little bit about what uh, kind of the emphasis within the song was. I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he, rem he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. 
You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you could do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. So, I, you know, as Tiffany led that song towards the end, uh, one of the one of the lines is, um, "Be the be the gardener of my heart, tend the so- soil of my soul." Um, because you know better. And she's saying that line uh, several times, because you know better. She just kept singing that line. And then she had an exhortation just to Mm -hmm. say to us, uh, you know, that God truly does know better. And the question was, do we believe that God knows best. Yeah. Well, and I loved kind of, cause she, she brought in, you know, cause obviously it's, it's a gardening theme, but then she, she brought in the idea of, of an engineer, mm-hmm. like God is an engineer, like, mm-hmm. like he designed everything that is right. Mm-hmm. Like, like he designed the ways that, that plants work. Right. He designed the way you know, like, <laughs> like, like yeah. he figured it out. So h- how would he not know better? Right. But then, yeah, like you just said, though, the, the question becomes, do we actually trust him mm-hmm. that? Because a lot of times we think that we know better. Mm-hmm. We, you know, you you'll even hear some people say that sometimes like, well, you know, nobody knows you better than yourself. When I think that's a false it is idea. We have we have blinders, mm-hmm. right? We we are great at self deception. Yes. Um but yet we still try to elevate ourselves to like, oh well no, like I know, I know what's best for me. Right. Like, I don't know if we do. And that kind of goes back to what you asked us to do the week before in, in prayer, like saying, Hey, uh, when I come to prayer, actually saying to God, I don't know what's best. Mm. I don't know what to pray. I don't know what your will is right now. Mm-hmm. And to come with a open hands, as you said, uh, and say, Lord, would you show me what your will is? Would you show me that engineering background, the gardening background? Uh, I thought Kinsey also, I thought it was also really good when Kinsey talked about the, you know, what does it take? to get the soil mm-hmm. to receive good seed. Um, you know, he talked about this fluffy um, soil that's been tilled and, and is open and receptive and how you add compost to that soil to enrich it with nutrients. And certain plants require certain nutrients. What does the soil or the context of our hearts look like in terms of being receptive to the seed of the word of God? Mm. That was a really great question to ask. Yeah, and that's, you know, he had two questions that he kind of posed based on these these readings that he did in Scripture, the, the parable of the sower and uh, John 15. He said one of them is, does our soil have to be tilled up? Mm-hmm. Right? Are there things that need to be broken up, right? And that's one of the— Have the, you ever run the, a tiller? 
Uh, like yeah, like an old me too. Like a rototiller. Bro, I mean you're like like you get a good arm work. A rototiller is business. Like they're super serious. And when you hit a rock or when you hit a root, <laughs> what does that do to you? <laughs> yeah, it jerks you sideways. Uh, but I, I I like that idea of having tilled soil myself many times. Uh, it's not always just fluffy plowing stuff up. Yep. Yeah, there's a there's a process that's in in a sense and, and think about it like if the ground had feelings, <laughs> it would probably be painful. Yes, to, to be tilled. Uh, yes, because yeah, because you're breaking stuff up. You're getting all that the mm-hmm. stuff out of there, the the rocks, the roots, the mm-hmm. the stuff that you want out of there because that will interfere with growth. Mm-hmm. Right, but that's a that can be a painful process. Same thing with pruning, right? because then yeah. the other the other question that he asked was, do we need to be pruned? Right. And we've talked about that before, right? You you referenced kind of this this mm-hmm. Amish gentleman who kind of mentored you. Mose like, Wingard. Yep. And and mm-hmm. and I'm trying to remember how you said it, but basically like basically prune it to where you think it's dead. Kind of thing. Like prune it till like, it hurts. Prune it till it hurts. Yeah, you want to prune the tree, especially with grapes. You want to prune it till you think, oh my goodness, I've probably killed this vine, you know, because grapes are are vines. Uh, but inevitably you, you never do. I never pruned a grape, uh, in the years I pruned them, the vines that we had, I never killed one. So take that idea though, now carry it over into like a, in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for us now? Cause we don't, we don't prune ourselves. No. Right. Cause we, we, we read in John 15, mm-hmm. Jesus says, he's the vine. Mm-hmm. The father is the gardener. Mm-hmm. And I would suggest that Holy Spirit is the the shears or mm. the or the mm. clippers or you know sure. whatever. But what what does that look like mm. like practically for us to be pruned? I think it comes in steps, Josh. I think you know initially um, the Holy Spirit will speak to us and show us something that is not supposed to really be in our lives. And I think he comes very soft and lovingly first. And for me, as a, as a person who's done that, that's when I would see a vine, let's say it's drooping down. We did what they call the modified high cordon trellis. So I don't know what that means. But... It's a two-tiered uh, cable system that trains uh, nursery whips or small little vines and, and actually trains them to go up and then you want them to go in a Y and you're going to take two dominant Ys. One's going to go one way. So what I would do is when I would see one of those dominant vines that was going back down towards the ground, which they inevitably will as they grow, I would take those and I would wrap them, just give them a little training, just train them around that cable so that they would stay growing around the cable because I want them, I wanted to pick fruit comfortably. I don't want to bend over to pick grapes Hmm. and grapes are going to rot on the ground. And I don't want to be hunched over. I want, I I wanted my grapes to be just where I want it, you know, right. And so initially I think in the printing process, the Lord will say, Hey, here's this thing. Just let's go this way. Let's go this way. Okay. Now what would happen some years is I would have one of those dominant Y's uh, and I would have one that would come out of that dominant Y that would seem dominant and be going way, you know, trying to go off to, to the fence row. And in that case, I would see that that is aberrant to the main vine hmm. that will actually suck and, and pull and take nutrients from the root and will cause the main vine to suffer. 
and it will cause all of the fruit in that dominant piece of the vine to be not as good. So when I would cut that other dominant vine off, what I was doing was I was telling the, the, tr- the, the vine, take all your nutrients to come and heal that first, but I want you to send all your nutrients to this single vine. There was a trick that we would do with fruit trees as well. Um, early in the spring, when they would first bud, you'd go through uh, the tree and you would literally at a 45 degree angle, you just take off the buds in some spots, which not all. seems counterintuitive because each bud could be a fruit. Cause you're like, that's, that's mm-hmm. the growth, man. You're cutting mm-hmm. off the growth. You're cutting off the growth. But what you're doing is you're saying, I know that the fruit that's going to come, the fruit set is what they call it, that will come on this tree. If I were not to take all those buds off, what would happen is you'd have, you'd have weak, you'd have a lot of fruit, but it would be really weak fruit. And so by doing this, I also would cause trauma to the tree. Hmm. I would hurt the tree in a sense when I went through and I cut all these little buds off and it would cause the tree to push its roots farther down into the soil to get nutrients, to fix the pain that I just inflicted. You see why I loved pruning trees? Well, and I and, and I think oh. it makes it that much more beautiful that yes. Jesus uses that descriptor mm-hmm. because it is so accurate to the way it, I love. I mean, he knew it what he is. was talking about, it turns out. <laughs> it is. And and uh, I, I liked one of the things at Exponential, uh, and I can't remember if it was Derwin or who it was, but one of the things, uh, I think it was John Mark, actually, you know, when I got my fruit trees, again, they were nursery whips. They're only, they were, I don't know, maybe this big and it was a single stick, you know, and it had a little root ball at the bottom. It was wrapped in paper. And, uh, I, I would love to be able to drop that in the soil and the same year, like a bunch of peaches come out, but the process of pruning and being shaped by the Lord is a long process. Mm-hmm. You know, what did Willard say? Or, uh, pardon me. Um, Eugene Peterson. So it's a long obedience in one direction, in the same direction, you know, um, that for me, the gardening metaphors go a long way because I I just really enjoyed that, that Mm. part of life, that season of life. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, and for us, right. In a, in a variety of ways, right. Like I said, it sounds counterintuitive to cut off a bud because Mm -hmm. that's a potential fruit. But I think we live, and I'm going to probably, I'm going to go a little bit sideways with this, right? Right now we're running Discover Purpose. I've got a group in Live Scent, right? Mm -hmm. Talking about living on mission, right? Mm -hmm. And we talk about, in a sense, narrowing our focus, right? There are are a lot of good things that we could do, Mm. but what's the thing Mm -hmm. that that the Holy Spirit wants us to do in this season, right? We, We try, we live in a, we live in a culture I'll try not to make this like a culture rant, right? But like, it seems like we expect people to be experts in in everything, right? (laughs) You know, you've got kids that are, they're playing four or five different sports, right? Right. You've got to excel at all of them. You've got to, you've got to be an A student in every subject. You've got to be, it's like, well, that's, that's not reality, right? Like none of us are good at everything. Right. Um, but we try to be, and I think we do that in the church too, mm-hmm. right? We try, oh, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm we leave this. all the buds on the tree, all of them. Yep. Yep. Because we think, well, no, that's good. That's fruit. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, like we're, it's, I like that idea that yeah. of weak fruit. Right? Yeah. 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 It looks like you've got an apple hanging there, but it's a, it's not a good apple, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's, 
Part of my sales thing when I call uh, churches to talk about media stuff, because that's my world of work, um, I will talk to them about church staff and I'll say, you know, your church staff inevitably, uh, you've got people on your staff who are mediocre in 10 areas. Mediocre because they got 10 different hats on, right? Versus being really, really, really good in five areas, you know, let us do some of the kerchunking mm. so that your staff can be excellent in those five areas. Let us take one of those hats, you know, kind of thing. That's a sales tactic, uh, but there's some reality based in it. And I mm -hmm. think that's kind of what you're saying is um, as followers of Christ. And how does that, let me ask you this, Josh, how would a person discover that? Like in the pruning process, how do we know? So this is, you know, I'll go back to like what we're talking in Discover Purpose. So every, every, every week in Discover Purpose, we, we encourage them to submit everything to Holy Spirit. So in Discover Purpose, we talk about shape, you know, your, mm -hmm. I think, which I think Rick Warren is the one who mm -hmm. came up with that whole idea, right? Your spiritual gifts, the things you have a heart or a passion for, uh, the abilities you have, your personality and your life experiences. Mm -hmm. And every week, so we talk about spiritual gifts on week one. We're like, oh, hey, these are maybe some of the spiritual gifts that Holy Spirit has mm -hmm. manifested in this season. You have a test or something that people- We do. Okay. I mean, which again, with, with any of those things, like it's a man-made- assessment yeah, yeah, like yeah. but it can be a tool to help us sure. gain some awareness right. but uh what we encourage everybody to do is say holy spirit right in this season mm -hmm. is there one of these gifts you want to utilize right again and we, and we operate from the assumption that holy spirit isn't trying to make it difficult for us to discern <laughs> what he wants us to do right right we we we, we serve and love a god who wants to be known yeah. uh by us yeah He's not trying to play hide and seek. Mm -hmm. um, so so we say, hey, like submit these things. And maybe you physically do this, right? You write these down. Hey, these are what my spiritual gifts assessment says mm -hmm. that I have. And I'm going to sit with Holy Spirit. I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, mm. is there one of these that you want to work in me in this season of life? Mm. And if Holy Spirit says, yeah, hey, you know, it's this one. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. You, maybe you have other giftings. Right. But right now, if this is what Holy Spirit says he wants to work on, same thing. Like, yeah. Holy Spirit, here's some things I'm passionate about. Right. Is one of these something that you want to do something with in right. this season? And if he says, yeah. it's this one. Hey, you made up, You might have 10 different things you're passionate about. But he says, nope, I want, you to, I want you to chase down this one. Chase down that one. Prune in this season. Yeah. Prune those other things. Doesn't yeah. mean that they're not important. Doesn't mean that you, you stop caring about everything else. Right. But- but your energy and, and your your drive goes towards that one thing that Holy Spirit said, Yeah, this is what I want you to go after. Without saying any names, as you've been facilitating this, this uh, program at the church, uh, Discover Purpose, uh, give us an example of what that has looked like. Maybe you can even use your own life. Um, give us an example of, of maybe pruning via Discover Purpose that you've seen. So I'll say, and I'll actually, I will share a name because she's talked about this in multiple okay. groups, but Sheila Kidd. Oh, wonderful. I, I, like, I love, like, Sheila is One awesome. of the powerhouse leaders at our church. But yeah, coming out of uh, Discover Purpose, she actually, she's been through Discover Purpose and Live Scent. Mm. Like, she she felt like a huge thing was actually that she had permission to say no to things mm. so that she could focus because she felt like, nope, yeah. this is, God told her, yeah. this is my purpose for you right now. Yeah. This is the mission I have you on right now. And uh, she was able to say no. She was involved in in lots of again high yeah. high capacity leader like yeah. she's involved in lots of different things, uh, but she was able to say nope. Well, that's not part of this purpose. That's not part of this purpose. Like, and, and I'm going to say no season, to those. 
and in this season because mm-hmm. that can change. Yeah. Right. But again, and I would, and I don't know if everyone agrees with me, but I would say that, you know, spiritual gifts are not static. Mm. Spiritual gifts are not static because they're not, they're not the same thing as natural abilities. I agree. Right. Because the Holy Spirit could say, Hey, right now you're in a place in a season mm-hmm. where I need to use this. Yeah. And Holy Spirit's the gift giver. So he can distribute the gifts as he sees fit. Um, I think there's a scripture that literally says that Josh. Right. <laughs> so, so that's where we, you know, yeah. we, we would suggest that because yeah. we would say that scripture suggests that. Yes. Um, so yeah, but so she's, she's one who, yeah. you know, and she found, you know, there was a lot of, there's a lot of freedom there rather than trying to do all these different things that are good things. Yeah. They're good things. She was able to, to really bear fruit mm-hmm. in this one or two things that, that Holy Spirit said, this is what I want you to focus on. Let's pull on that thread a little bit more and let's let's uh, maybe condensate and say, pruning can mean that you have the freedom to say no. Mm-hmm. Pruning in your life can mean that you have the freedom to say no. How hard is it to say no? Uh, depending on personality and temperament, I think it can be very hard. Yes. If you're a people pleaser, yes. viewer, listener, if you're one of those kinds of people, it's like, you just want to make people happy. You aim to please you. You want to serve others. Uh, saying no can be really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's remembering who your, who your true audience is. That's what my mm-hmm. wife, Nicole, she would say that she's like, you got to remember who's yeah. your, who's your true audience. Yeah. Right. Like ultimately at the end of the day, you can, you can do everything to please all these people. Right. But if you're, if you're stepping outside the will of God to please all of these people, then your focus is off. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you, and if you, you reorient your focus to, mm-hmm. Hey, if, if this is the will of God, I want to do that mm-hmm. because that pleases the father. Mm-hmm. Not that we're earning favor, not that we're earning something no, like nothing like that. Um, I think it's more about being who you are, right? Like it's, it's actually the difference between your true self, your true spiritual self as created and made in the image of God and your false self. The false self always wants to please others. The false mm. self always wants to um, puff itself up. Mm. Yeah. Know? I mean, we are called to love others. We're called to serve others. Mm. Uh, but, but functionally a lot of the times we actually make others in a sense uh, a god mm. in that like we've we've put them and their and pleasing them becomes the most important thing to us mm. and i think that's a it's a subtle uh twist that the enemy uh works in there to mm-hmm. distort the idea of loving one another because now we've because it's not loving to elevate somebody else to the position of god no. Right. And and to do everything. Well, like, oh, yeah. well, I have to do this because otherwise so-and-so is going to be angry. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's between them and, and, <laughs> and Holy Spirit. And that's such a danger. I feel like in, in the Christian walk, you know, because our service to the Lord, a lot of times it is unto others, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it for is sure. for the sake of others. Uh, and so it's easy for those lines to become blurred. I know I've had seasons of my life where, uh, I have to fight with that. I have mm. to, I have to think through that, that process and, and think why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Ryan even said that yesterday too. And part of what he was sharing in between songs, you know, why are you here? You know, in, in relation to the, the song, we're here for you from, from Jeremy Riddle's album, uh, live in the prayer room. Uh, why are you here? Why are you coming to church? Listener? Why are you listening to this podcast right now? Mm-hmm. Viewer? Why are you uh, watching this podcast? Is it because you want to come to the coffee event? Cool. 
That's a cool uh, reason. Is it because you got a couple of good-looking Joshes on here? <laughs> Lisa and Nicole are the only That's people right. who responded to that. Like everybody else is like, no. That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, there, that that why question is a really good question mm-hmm. in a lot of areas of life, and it, it does require you to slow down and and ask careful questions and say, you know. W- What's the reason for this? You know, why am I actually doing this? Well, it's, it's, and we've talked on here before, right? Motivation, mm-hmm. right? Art. So much of what Jesus did is, is like, all right, Hey guys, mm-hmm. let's, let's go beyond the action. Let's look at the heart behind it. Mm. Let's, what's the motivation? Like, right. what is driving this thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a, I think it's a, it's a fantastic, but challenging question to ask, because if we ask it, we might get the answer and it might not be what we want it to be. Yeah. We might, it might expose, right? And that's where you get into some of those prayers. Like, Hey, search me, O Lord. Know my mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. Know my heart. Not, <laughs> not search me, O Lord, and, and make a list of all the good things I'm doing. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. What is yeah. the thing that is driving the things that I'm doing? Right. I've all I've often kind of poked at David in that scripture when he says, "Search my heart, try me, and know me." If there be any wicked way yeah. in me, it's like, really, David? I mean, really? A little like, bit, a little gonna, bit pretentious. You gonna use the word "if"? <laughs> no, he did, he my... he danced uh, before the ark of the Lord with his with his pinky up because he was a little no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think we could all say you know uh, on a regular basis, uh, search my heart and, and know me. And show me the ways that are not pleasing to you. And then inviting Holy Spirit to prune those things. Yeah. Right. To go back to that, to our whole gardening Mm -hmm. metaphor, right? Like, Mm -hmm. all right, Lord, man, this in you, this is in me. And Lord, I know that's not of you. Mm. Holy Spirit, break out your clippers or well, father says the father's the gardener. Mm -hmm. Again, I would suggest Holy Spirit is that clippers, right? Mm -hmm. He works in us to To root out and and make those changes. I, I think too, Though some of that pruning via the Holy Spirit comes uh, sometimes from others. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, sometimes the people that we love the most have insights about us that we we just don't know. And they could speak a truth in, your, in our lives and we can kind of grimace, you know, oh my gosh, you know, you just... You just cut off my arm, you know, whatever. I'm like, no, no, it's not not as bad as you think. Uh, I'm saying this for your good. Um, yeah, I think that's part of the gardening and pruning process too, the John 15 process. Yeah, because again, we we have we are masters of self self deception, mm-hmm. right? We have blinders to our own things. You know, we're we're really good at rationalizing our behavior. I think it's called a fundamental attribution error, mm-hmm. right? Like when when we see somebody else exhibit. Like, you know, we'll, we'll spiritualize it. When we see somebody else exhibit ungodly mm-hmm. behaviors, we assign it to their character. When mm-hmm. we exhibit ungodly behaviors, we uh, attribute it to our circumstances. Well, it's because, you know, and, and we, we rationalize away, right. you know, the, the, the garbage behavior that we have yeah. um, and make excuses for it rather than yeah. uh, if, if we assign the same thing to us and say, no, actually, maybe the, I think there's something in me. Right. That is that is flawed, mm-hmm. that is wrong, and at odds with my Creator, mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, would you work in me to correct that? Yeah, we're we're blind to it, and and the people around us, I would say, particularly our family. If you're married, your spouse, if you have mm-hmm. kids, your kids, they're gonna see things in you that you are probably blind to, and they will point it out, guaranteed. <laughs> which is good, mm-hmm. which is good if we are receptive to mm-hmm. their their input. I can't remember where I read it, but uh, in terms of 
of uh, like staff and, and in terms of like interpersonal relationships in, in the work environment, asking uh, your fellow coworkers the question, how, how are you experiencing me? Mm. Uh, I think it was, I, I think it was either Pete Scazzaro or Patrick Lencioni. One of those two, I think it was Scazzaro. Uh, how are you experiencing me? You know, kind of along the lines of the 360 reviews and those sorts of things. But asking that question every every now and then is a good question because uh, it opens the door to say, I'm willing to be pruned via your feedback and your observations. Mm-hmm. If the heart is to truly want to grow, which is, is, I think, the definition of abiding, right? Abiding in Christ is the desire to grow. It, 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 it's nothing more because we can't do anything besides our, our spiritual disciplines and practices are also methods of abiding, but just the desire to say, Lord, you, you know, we're rooted in you, Jesus, you're this branch, you're this vine, we're, we're connected to you and we want to grow. That's, that's the, the heart position to say, do, you know, have your will in my life, do what you're going to do. And then you have to let him. And then yeah. you, and that's a- because we can we can yeah. say that and we can pray that yeah uh, but then flowery. yeah but then maybe he maybe he he reveals things to yeah. us whether it's just yeah. you know that voice of, of holy spirit yeah. uh kind of ministering to our spirit or through the people around us our family our friends our co-workers mm-hmm. um and then if we resist it and we're like no well yeah blah blah blah, blah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. okay well you, you got to actually let him do what he wants to do. Yeah. That's it's not. a choice. He doesn't force us. You yeah. know, the, the will of God is like water. It always takes the path of least resistance. It, it'll encounter you. And if you're not going to be receptive, it's just going to go around it like a sandbag on the edge of a river. That's not a, a wall. You know, just water just goes where it goes. God's going to have his will. It will happen. Whatever he wants to happen will happen. You either get to be a part of it and experience that blessing or you get bypassed. And God's will happens some other way because uh, he can't, his will can never be changed. Yeah. I love that he's up there like, oh man, like nope. Fred didn't do what I needed nope. him to do. The whole plan is ruined. Nope. Like, <laughs> no. And as we, as those things happen though, I think those are good learning opportunities as well because we're, we could say, oh man, I can see now that was a chance and that was an opportunity to do something for God. And I missed that one. That's okay. Right. There's grace. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, yeah. We we talk often how he's the God of second and third and fourth and fifth chances, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like oh, you missed that one time. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like you just you missed the whole boat uh, yeah. entirely. No, it's yeah, pick yeah. pick it up and and go from where you were. So yeah, but, anything else, Josh? You could think of from the message that really uh, the I should say uh, it's not really a message. It was just kind of a no. I really like devotional. Yeah, yeah, kind of a. Yeah, devotional is probably a good word. Yeah, um, I just like that that image Ryan used because I think you 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 know you see this particularly as people kind of go through the years in their faith. You know, a lot of times when people come to faith for the first time, like they're they're like on fire, mm-hmm. like they're they're on fire for Jesus. They're hungry to learn more, but then sometimes you see kind of this tapering off, and you know, like you just kind of get into this mm-hmm. like groove of just oh yeah yep just doing the jesus thing and mm-hmm. well but ryan used that imagery of the the older couple yeah you know on the bench seat yes which i remember did you, did you ever have a vehicle with a bench seat my, in the front my dad had a ford uh galaxy 500 i don't know what that is but it, it had sounds benches. fancy okay so you know the windows to the front seat and the back seat there was no metal in between those when you rolled the window <gasps> the front seat and back seat down 
it was open the whole way. It was a cool car, man. Huh. I, I, I would take that car at night sometimes. My parents were sleeping and tool around town before I was <laughs> 13, 14 years old. Nice. <laughs> Causing havoc. No, I had, uh, I had one, I think I had one vehicle that had a bench seat in the front. It was a 91 Buick LeSabre, still one of my favorite yes. cars. 3.8. It was, it was, it was yes. a good, oh man. Bulletproof. I really, really liked that car. Yeah. Um, but I had, that had the bench seat in front. Well, so Ryan uses this imagery of the, this older couple, yeah. right? And they're, they're tooling along one yeah. day. Yep. And again, this, if you watched or uh, were at the message, the, at this portion of the service, you heard this, but you know, you've got this older couple and, and you know, the, the man is driving, you know, the, the wife is in the passenger seat and she sees all these other couples and she laments to her husband. Well, as man, the cars are passing by, right? Like, man, we mm -hmm. used to sit real close, mm -hmm. you know, together. Like, why don't we do that anymore? And the, and the, the husband says, well, I haven't moved. He's driving the car. <laughs> He's driving the car. He's driving the car. And that, that is a, it's it a really cool good. picture of, yeah. Of us with God, right? Like we, as we go on, we're like, oh man, I remember that fire that I had. I had, mm -hmm. I, you know, I was so excited and passionate about the things of, of God. Like, man, I wish I had that again. And, and I think sometimes God is kind of saying that same thing to us. Like, I haven't, I haven't moved. Right. Like I haven't changed. Right. Like what? <laughs> and, but yeah. we, we kind of lament that when we're probably the ones that have uh, mm. shifted our focus, uh, shifted some of our energies away from that to where I, yeah, I, I like yeah. that. I like that imagery. That no, it was, it was good. Yeah. I haven't changed. I, I, I know, uh, there was the bumper sticker bumper stickers for a while. God is my co-pilot. And then I saw some other bumper stickers. If God is your co-pilot, you need to switch seats. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well said. I love uh, comedian Brad Stein. He, he did a bit and he's, and he's talking about bumper stickers and he sees this one. God is my co-pilot. So yeah. he says, he's like, man, God is my co-pilot. He says, I sped up. I want to see who's driving. Like, if, <laughs> like if you're so good that God is your co-pilot, then uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. It was a good, I felt like it was a good, good message time. It was a good time of worship. Uh, I was encouraged yesterday. It was just kind of a flow almost, I, I think, you know, between songs and um, next week though, Josh, uh, tee it up. What's happening next week? Um, messages? Dude, I'm totally drawing a blank. Holy I cow. I think we're talking about prayer next, aren't we? No, we just finished prayer. I know in a couple of weeks we're talking about community. Dude, my brain is like, no, I just, got you. Just I got off. you right here. Okay. Um, silence and solitude Ooh. is the next uh, bit of content, which is good. That's good stuff. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's going to make you nervous, maybe. Don't, yeah. don't be nervous. Yeah. Come to service. Pick up the it's Ruth Haley good. Barton book, uh, Invitation to Silence and Solitude. That's a great book on, on kind of starting that practice, the why, when, where, how. Um, that's a great book. And um, I mean, John Mark Homer writes about that. Foster mm -hmm. writes about that. Willard yeah, writes about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's a, it's a Nowen. fairly, fairly, yeah. Henry Nowen, mm -hmm. um, fairly common mm -hmm. in, in your spiritual disciplines writing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uncommon in actual practice in today's loud, fast mm -hmm. culture. But. Yeah. Yeah, so next week we'll we'll be back with another podcast. We'll talk about silence and solitude, but we're also going to have a special guest with us this coming Monday. Haley. Oh yeah, 
Haley. Yeah, yeah. That's I was like I was like, wait, who are we having? Because yeah. I was thinking of our yes, previous conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Haley, Haley uh Tallman and her husband Chris are uh flying in this Wednesday to hang with us for the weekend. She's gonna take a bunch of photographs and and uh, that sounded old. Photographs. Photographs? Yeah, pictures. Is there like an photos. even older word for photograph that yeah, we could use? I don't even know. Like, what do they call it when the guy's got like his head under the hood and, and he's got the little like gunpowder like, pumps or whatever? And it sounds like an explosion? Did they, they call actually it just blow a, up a bulb, right? Probably. Because it's like a one use And then bulb. something like is all smoking and on fire. Did they yeah. call it a photograph then? Probably. Probably or something old like that. I don't know. Anyway, she's coming to take yeah. pictures. Haley, if you could do, if you could set up a cool an old thing. school photograph, said like where something like blows up, yeah, like that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, she actually rented a camera and is having it shipped to my house to use because she has a specific make and model of camera. She just knows this camera. You can well. rent cameras. Oh yeah, you can rent microphones from you can who lights. You can. There's tons of different companies. That I mean, I wouldn't because I wouldn't know what buttons to yeah, push. Yeah, no, but. no. So she's, yeah, she's, because she just didn't want to schlep all that stuff through the airport and fear of, you know, if she packed it in check-in, smash it, oh, whatever. Yeah. So she just decided to do a couple day rental and uh, she's going to be taking a bunch of pictures. But she will be with us on this podcast next week. We'll have been a part of the worship service. And hopefully we'll bring some cool insights. And, yeah, yeah, so you'll probably see this yeah. episode or listen to this episode before um, Sunday, hopefully. Yes. So mm -hmm. ask us to point out Haley so you can go and talk to her before you see her on next week's episode. Because by the time you see her on next week's episode, she'll, she'll be probably gone. have flown back home. She'll, she'll have flown back home. So yeah. ask us to point her out yeah. and we will do that. Yeah. Well, hey, this has been episode number 22. 22. Would you again, we want to say again, like and subscribe uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, wherever you watch this podcast, YouTube. And remember, some of the best ways to see the podcast grow is to share it. Literally just take the feed from YouTube, the feed from whatever podcast app you're using. Josh knows. I blow up everybody's phones with the share option in the app that I use, which is called Overcast, where I will share uh, links to actual podcasts. He does. Uh, I do. I share a lot of podcasts because when I read, when I hear something that's like really meaningful or it's been a part of our conversation, I'm like, hey guys, this is some icing on the cake that we just talked about. So do that, share it, like it, subscribe, and even do some uh, reviewing on Apple iTunes. Um, that really does help the podcast become a little bit more available to other people. And with that, uh, we'll say goodbye and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. 
We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.